You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> Send them my way. Ask for forgiveness. Yes. Next time, just say, Jim yelled at me, made me do it. There is not a lot of things more satisfying than <laughs> if you said, hey, I'm not a Chief fan anymore. I'm no. back with the Bears no, 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 because no. Justin Fields has it figured out. I hope they ain't a strategy, Jimmy. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, they are filling up two hands right now with the crap that they're throwing out there at the Cole Center. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with no idea. Irrelevant. Here's Jim Rutledge. Disgusting, Mike. Uh, prophylactic. Off of prophylactic. Uh, hey now, isn't it? Is this Rutledge and Hamilton after dark? Already, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tausi was in the studio today, and here in the Everlight Solar Studio, he uses um like a it's a foamy cover you put on the top of a microphone, and and he sits in Jim's seat when he does the show. So anytime Tausi is here, he leaves it on the mic, and then Jim walks in the studio a minute before the show, as he does. And immediately when the show starts, he's been doing this for years, ever since we've moved to this studio, which was in the beginning of 2022. And he just chucks it across the room, and then Tausch comes back the, the week later, and it's still laying on the floor. <laughs> Prophylactic, <laughs> intended to prevent disease. I mean, that is what they're for. So, yes, I don't like it. Germs and whatnot. It's a little harsh, right? What? Are you going after Tausch? I'm not going after Tausch. I just threw it. He's the one that made a whole big thing out of it. No, I just set up what's happening within our radio show. You're welcome. Judgmental Jim. He is Barry. trying to create controversy. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, America's favorite Molly Brown. Molly Brown is in the <laughs> Everlight Solar Hey, studio. there's a lot of them, so I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a pretty generic name, to be mm-hmm. honest. Basic. Aww, thank you. I've got Cardinals fans coming at me on Instagram right now. Nobody cares. Arizona Cardinals fans. Why? Uh, so a so needy. Remember I said that he's needy. Well, no, I just I just looked at my phone. We had to make a whole ass video today about him being Mr. NBA because it's a shit. Well, it was made on that Monday. First off, but and like I, it's it a was my idea. He's running with. Sure. I have 29 and, Instagram notifications. I just looked at my phone. Um, somebody ranked cool. somebody ranked Kyler Murray as a, as the number nine quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. and I said anybody that has Kyler Murray as a top ten quarterback should not. Nobody should listen to their opinion. And now Cardinals fans are mad at me. Oh, so it's not a public post. This isn't like your Instagram is popping. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. It's somebody else's You post. just made a comment on somebody else. Okay. And that's it. Mm. Yeah. So, sorry for derailing. It's not like my TikTok where I blow up. This is Rutledge and Hamilton Chiefs presented win. by... Coo- Chiefs win! Chiefs Rutledge win. and Hamilton <laughs> presented by Coors Light. He's Alex Strofe. I am Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton still in uh, Michigan, Traverse City. Uh, gave me a call today. Oh, did he? Just about clothing. You guys are so, you guys have a, <laughs> you guys have a weird relationship. What was that? That's Matt Hamilton saying what? Play it again. Have a course. Have a course. <laughs> Is he a para? Yes. Uh, yeah. You. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. You're Alex Strofe. I'm Jim Rutledge. Molly Brown is in. Because Alex Strofe apparently reads the uh, rags at the grocery store. I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I pick them up. Uh, pick them up anytime I'm I'm walking through. You know, when you get to How check the aliens. 
How the alien babies? Alien babies are good. Yeah. Uh, birds are government drones, and Taylor Swift uh, has banned Travis Kelsey from strip clubs. What the hell are you guys talking about? Weren't they in a strip club together? What? I don't know if it was a strip club <laughs> or a, just a club. What's the difference between a gentleman's club and a strip club? Uh, it's not, I'm not setting up a joke. <laughs> uh, yeah. It does sound like I'm setting up a joke. <laughs> yeah, what are you Probably the clientele, I'd assume. <laughs> The, the I don't think the clientele, clientele are very different. Yeah. You know what, though? No, one is gentleman, it, the other like, one is the gentleman. The strip club is the same thing. I think the difference is the worker's attire, right? Nope, there is no attire. Well, no. <laughs> not, not location. If I was going to go on it, it is the bankroll of those attending. Because I think it, it, it's literally the, the definition. If, if, if it's gentlemen, you just have more money? Yes. Oh, uh, I, would say, I would say it like this. Well, you're all grimy and some, slimy and disgusting. Doesn't, right, but their money is... A, the bankroll is bigger. So Someone I was in Wisconsin, though. <laughs> wait, Molly, let's go to the Dells. They got, they got quite the spot. If you were in said situation, would you prefer to be working at a gentleman's club or a stripper club? Well, gentlemen's, of course. Thanks. Of course. <laughs> because here's the thing. It's like the, the definition of like, oh, what's what's uh, you know what's pornographic? You'll know it when you see it. I think you can Wait, look what? at that's like the definition like in the Constitution of of you know like what if you see it. It's yes. not the Constitution. No, but it is yes. like when you talk about that's, that's in legal like, textbooks, not the legal, legal textbooks. Legal textbooks. Legal textbooks. But it is tied to the First Amendment. Yes. Uh, and legal textbooks <laughs> would go with you know it when you see it. Just like the idea of First Amendment, pornographic would be one part of it. And you also cannot get, uh, what's the word, like fighting words. Those are the two things you cannot violate uh, for the First Amendment. That you would actually go to federal prison for. So, <laughs> in no legal textbooks, well, about. let me get there. In legal textbooks, it would say the definition is really kind of the idea of you know it when you see it. I think that you would know the difference of a strip club and a gentleman's club immediately. Like that's my point. That you would just know it. Pinky we, don't up. Need, we don't need to call places out, but I think we know like the body shop when I went to Wisconsin Rapids when I was twenty one with my dad deer hunting was not a gentleman's club. Okay. No. There was no gentleman there. Did you go with your dad? I mean, a bunch of friends, my good mind. Yeah, we all went to go. Wait, yeah. so it was a family affair at the gentleman's club? No, like his friends were there. It was like a deer hunting thing. They all, they, that's the, what they did all the time. It was you, your dad, and you say your uncle? No, no. No, it was like 15 people. So they you all and your dad hunting. were a part of that? We were not sitting together, no. You like, sure? I'm sure. Like, I don't, How old were you? I don't know why you're trying to make this like a thing. <laughs> I, I like you go like deer a, hunting, no, you go was, to a, you go to a strip club. No, 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 no. I'm not no, making it we a thing. It's like, like father son bonding. Well, <laughs> not, but it wasn't even like that close. It was like literally like 20 of us went. I actually had like three friends who came deer hunting too. So like we all, I don't even know if we were there together. But like they're like you got to go. Actually, I don't think we were. I think they went out to the bar and we basically like passed each other in the night. <laughs> like, you go in, I'll go out. So more, sort of more rats in the coordination. More yeah, rats yeah, yeah. in the woods. <laughs> Or more racks in the gentleman's club. There was definitely more C-sections in the in in that club. That that's how you learn. That's the life. That's what you learn. That's how you learn anatomy. Is like is that right there? I never you know. First time I saw C-section scar. So anyway, Taylor Swift. So eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. First time you've seen a C-section scar. I'm kidding. Don't don't chime in on that, Rob. Rob. Rob's already chimed in. All right, go ahead now. Uh, two days later. <laughs> so, this morning, uh, I am doing, uh, you know, I'm waking up, I'm scrolling the feeds just to see what's out there, and I run into an article from the Daily Mail, a UK publication, titled, 
Swift bans Kelsey from strip clubs and other demands. So I click on the article. A couple of things that popped out to me in this, in this article. Number one, Taylor Swift has said no, no to strip clubs for Travis Kelsey, the star chief's tight end. So stop. I want it for me. This did not pass, and that's why I want to be very clear because I, you know, Strokes a big spreader of fake news. But like, I want to be what? clear that I feel like this is. Um, oh, it's crap! It's rag. It's it, like oh, it's you know crap. they call it like yeah. the yeah. like the, the grocery store your grandma yeah. buy National Enquirer. So like, I want to be very clear. Wait that, for this one. But wait, I want to get Molly's thoughts on like, do you one, what do you think about said rule, and then two, do you think Taylor Swift would actually is it like what percent truth is to this? One, she would this. This would never happen, right? Like she would, in my opinion, I don't think that she's going to say, Travis Kelsey, you cannot go do these things. I've been in relationships where those are off limits. I have never, I've never said that to my husband because guess what they're going to want to go do more? They're going to want to go to the strip club. And you and I talked about this off air. (laughs) And you said that. The last time that I was at a gentleman's club. I like where this is headed. Not uh, a strip club, a gentleman's club. No, it was in the Dallas. He's got money. It was, <laughs> he's got you know money. What? It was a strip he's club. Got money. <laughs> you know what? It was in the Dallas. It was, it was strip clubs. So, like, um, I would say it was a uh, bachelor party. So, I uh, gosh, it was 12, 13 years ago. Your bachelor party? My bachelor party. Okay, oh, yeah. Okay. That was it. What happened there? <laughs> We've talked about this. There was a concussion. Uh, not really, but like. Jimmy got concussed. <laughs> I don't think I can say it, uh, the term I use. No, yeah, you can't. You but can't. there don't was just, like, if you go to a gentleman's club, you could gather <laughs> how I could get a concussion, because if you're the bachelor, people buy a lot of different services for you, and you're the star of the show. So, people, no, I just me. joked Wait. that, like, I got a concussion <laughs> from the amount of attention that I got. So, with that, <laughs> that's the last time I've gone, and that was a pretty great time. I have no, I'm not going to just like go it. on a Wednesday. Uh, I don't have any friends having bachelor parties uh when i if i go out of town for a business trip i'm not saying you know what i want to do is just throw two hundred dollars to the wind and go to a gym so like it doesn't cross my mind to go uh it, like not even like a thought but at the same time i would be very offended and annoyed if my wife's like you can't go to a gentleman's club then i'd be like you know what i am gonna go because exactly. i can do what i want to do exactly exactly yeah. you're gonna do it to prove your point uh, okay. Strove, you just said that you were in a relationship where yeah. you were restricted from going to those places. Yeah. And where's that relationship now, Alex? The slash. <laughs> did you continue to go to those places even though you were told I, not I, to? I didn't. I, I, I did not. No. Um, I, I just don't really have an interest. To Jim's point, it's just like it just seems like a waste of money to me. Right. Like, it's weirdly it can be like a like for a bachelor party yeah, or like that's, that's sort of thing. That's the one it's reason I will. Yeah. Not weird and a bonding thing, but I could get on yeah, the outside father looking. son bonding. Like I, I, I feel like you're trying to make it weirder. Like than it's right it is. around Thanksgiving is when deer hunting is right. too. The right. whole family can go to the strip club. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, just because you're weird uh, doesn't mean I'm weird. I'm weird. This attention I, right I, now. I can't say I've ever been in a hey, gentleman's club with my father. Who's the, whose father listens to birthday on LinkedIn? Mine, because he can't look me in the eye anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. So okay. I wouldn't be able to either. Jealous? <laughs> LinkedIn right. birthday. All right, Continue what's next? What does she have? All right, so also in the Daily Mail article, it said that Taylor Swift, this is how I knew it was baloney. This is really funny. <laughs> oh, it took you this long to get to it's baloney. Okay. Which is also like Taylor Swift, who is a very crafted image, would not let this get out. I put it on paper slash do this. Yeah, it was a source that reported this. Because uh, also like pointing out, Ma, Ma. there's never like there's never been a story about her otherwise. She's, so like she, she gave, just picked Travis. According to the source, she gave Travis Kelsey 
$500,000 to upgrade his wardrobe. <laughs> 500 grand. Uh, did his wardrobe change since they've been I, I together? I feel like he's always had style. So that's right. the part I'm very confused about. That's he, what I thought. He was on like a show, a dating show. He's always, he's been Catch a... Catch and Kelsey. Catch right. Kelsey. I and watched A horrible that. show. That made no. me hate Travis Kelsey. Really? I didn't like Travis Kelsey until he started dating Taylor. So it's about three months into their relationship. Really? And I think to be yes. fair, like with the, the New Heights, I think they often make fun of how much of a tool he was yes. on, he was that, tool, on that, that show. It was a hilarious so like, show. I uh, love trashy television. Again, like, the, I do too. The appeal I see with Kelsey is like he's basically just growing up like the rest of us. Like when you're twenty something, you're kind of an idiot, and then it, as you get older, <laughs> you get less of an idiot. And hopefully, it's but, me. Hopefully, hi. Right, uh, but with the Kelsey thing again, the guy one has been already an endorser. He has already been at times like it wasn't just now he showed up with like crazy outfits to right. games. He's uh, not necessarily my. It's very similar to, like Matt Hamilton and the idea of like they like to dress outlandish. And like that is their That's style, and it's expensive clothing that uh, Kelsey wears. So like I think that that has always been in there. So again, really, uh, I would say out of left field. But here's the other part of it. I just like I, if someone was putting down these rules, this would be in, like Travis Kelsey's a grown ass man who makes his own living. He'd be like, I'm out. I'm a but man. Taylor, but it's Taylor Swift. Who cares, man? Like Travis Kelsey can, like Travis Kelsey's gonna be fine. He's easy. Yeah, so, if they're in love, uh, yes. she doesn't do that to him. Is my point. I I think you're I think you're overestimating. I think people. I've literally never have, had have anyone boundaries. ever put like these. Well, this is these are weird limits. So like these specific ones, not going to a gentleman's oh, and, and club. The other one is and uh, clothing. No, and the other one was no pictures with female fans. Yeah, no, she would never. She would never. She would never. Because I'm sure she takes photos with male fans. He's going to be taking more pictures with female fans now because of her right. than he ever was before. Yeah, I agree with that. So, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just, just wanted to but get this is what I wanted to get into. 844-770-3776. Maybe it is. You don't know it's not. You don't know that it's not. But somebody can give me $500,000 to upgrade my wardrobe. I tend to agree oh, with that. Yeah. yeah. I'll go. Uh, <laughs> she just <laughs> called out your wardrobe there. He's no, like, not even my wardrobe. No, just give me, me. $500,000. Yeah. I'm clearing out TJ Maxx. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Maxx and Easton. You can buy out Stroh. the entire store. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. A couple of them. So, um, <laughs> I wanted to get to this 844-770-3776 in, in honor of this made-up story about about uh, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. I do want to know what are some like what are non-starters or hard lines in your relationship, or that you've either had given to you or you have in your own. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Yeah, we don't mind. Let's go with the the most single person on the show, and that's. Uh, <laughs> Prime time back there. You thought this conversation wasn't weird enough, and yeah. you had to pull me in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a weird conversation so. about you with uh, Matt Hamilton. We'll get into later, but oh. uh, yes. Okay, Thank he's you. very disappointed that you're so single. Oh well, I'm glad I disappointed him, just yes. like everyone else. Well, because um, yeah. <laughs> so what's a red flag of something yes. like a, a rule someone is trying to impose on me, or you have for when you're dating someone? I like, a, like not even a red flag. It's more like a hard line of like this cannot be crossed. I mean, outside of like the norms of like, hey, I mean, my side you... of the bed. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I'm kind of an introvert. I want, so, like, I want my space. <laughs> Those are two different things. <laughs> don't spoon me. Is that what you're saying? Keep your no hands human contact. Off. I don't know. Jim. If you touch me, we're through. Like that. that your, that's your hard line. Just yeah, stop. Exactly. Try not to touch me. All right. Yeah. Well, good luck. The with last that. time Thank Ryan you. kissed a woman, you see this this piece of glass that separates us. She was on this side. He stayed in there, and they just smooched through the glass. It was very romantic. I was here for it. 
Kind of like Jim and his father at a strip club. Bonding <laughs> moments for me and Wally. We are continuing to get texts that I just can't read on the air. But uh, you can send them in. Uh, <laughs> I do like Eric and Madison's. Uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident that yeah. you know it when you see it, yes, Jim. Yes, Finally yes, putting yeah, that yeah, FAU degree yeah, to yeah. use, I see. Hey, um, all right. Do you have any hard I'm really, lines? I'm really trying to think or of Or hard them. lines that were given. You have boundaries. What are your boundaries? Outside of the normal boundaries. Like, yeah, I think like, normal bonds like, yeah, you can't sleep with anyone else. <laughs> well, like, I'm not to suit my own horn, but I'm going to. I'm very relaxed. I am very laid back like in uh-huh. a relationship because, like to I said before. To a fault before, or in a good way? Probably to a fault. Okay. Because then it's like I pick up the slack on things that probably don't well, get done. Well, now we're getting done, marriage counseling, sense. so no, I no, 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 no. I like marriage sure, counseling. For sure. But like, we, we, I, uh, we, we did yeah, uh, I strove yesterday, counsel yeah. yesterday, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's okay. Um, yeah, no, I feel like I don't, I don't really have anything outside of the norm. Like, I think, I think the more you try to restrict somebody, yeah, the more they're going to rebel against it. Like a child, men are like children. <laughs> like, That's true. You know, are so, saying that to the two right people because we'll agree. Yeah. Right? If somebody tells me you can't do this, I'm going to be like, well, bleep you. I'm going to go do whatever the hell I want. You know what I mean? Grown ass woman. Grown ass woman. Grown ass bleep. Strofe. Strofe. Let's go, dude. I got, I, 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 I'm very much like Molly. Like I don't care. I just don't care. So what? Do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. You walk all over me. <laughs> so what yeah. is uh, hardline has been given to you? Uh, don't go to strip clubs. Um, that was that was each of the exes actually had that role. Uh, what else? Don't um, spend money. So I, I, I honestly, <laughs> that one is 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 really. Um, and I don't again. I, I guess if it was a problem, I would understand it being. Set down as a rule. You, you want a real announcement? I've so, never been. I've never. I've never been to a to an. Ad- you're gonna make. You are like, such yeah. a liar. I'm dead serious. You are such a liar. I'm dead serious. I've never been. He's such a liar, Jim. Are we I can't even. Do, like we're gonna have to make a Rutledge and Hamilton show trip. <laughs> are we doing a remote? A remote broadcast. Oh my god, I love it. So true story. I've never been. True story. <laughs> I tried to go once, but. I'm trying to think how long I've been here. It was probably thirteen. <laughs> you like sixteen? Thirteen to fourteen years ago. Uh, one of our marketing consultants slash market manager at the time had put together a campaign for a gentleman's club. Nice. That included an endorsement. Uh, <laughs> for you? Yes. And um, live remotes. Uh, it got nixed uh, in the corporate GKB level. But it was good money, too. It got nixed. It did not happen. We were just about, we either had just switched to ESPN or were about to. And um, Oh, so we're talking like the 15 power, years ago. That's what I just said, yeah. The okay. powers of B said, nah, we can't do that. 69. I like that number. Yeah. Anyway. Would you eat at a strip club? If it was in Atlanta? <laughs> Atlanta strip clubs are known for having really good cuisine. You didn't know this? <laughs> Mr. MBA. He's literally just taking that from James Harden. No, not James Harden. It was um, Lou Williams. Lou Will, yeah. Lou Will. Lemon Pepper Lemon Lou. Pepper Wings, yeah. I'm going to say... Magic City. Avoid a buffet. In general, like a life strip- Wait, hold on. Are you about to tell me strip clubs and buffets? I feel that like they could. so unsanitary. I'll be honest. I've never in my <laughs> life think that the eaten I, I got anything into, at a strip club. I got into a ever. deep dive last Nor night. Nor have I seen food at a strip club. Let's not talk about deep I, dive food I, and strip well, I, was, I got into a deep dive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, I was reading food violations for local restaurants because the, the health department's making the rounds. I imagine what is wrong a with buffet you? strip club, a lot of things. A buffet at a strip club is breaking every code ever. Well, here's my general rule. I don't rule. think the don't food is chefs. You... you think the chefs are naked? <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it. 
grease flying at you? Hold on, hold no on, way. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think this guy, you should truly, like, he's telling the truth, though. Because, like, what do you think? The bouncers are nude? Like, there are clothes. They could people. be. They're Everybody not. there is naked. No, the one time I was at it, I was at one of those joints was I in Nashville. I thought you said you hadn't been? No, I, I tried to go once. This, here's the story. So, I was in Nashville, Tennessee, a great city. As people know about Nashville, you tend to get quite intoxicated. Um, I was on a break at this point. So, we were on a break. Yeah, right. Good, nice, Ross. Um, and uh, it was Ooh. 2 a.m. I took a walk. Um, I got to the location by myself, mind you. Gross. This is how damn bad I was. Uh, walk up to the bouncer. He goes, it's a $20 cover. We close in 10 minutes. You sure you want to do this? I was like, yeah, I'm in, man. Let me in. And he's like, that's a bad idea, bro. Just take a walk. And then I met up with um, a homeless guy named Roy. And we took a walk until about 3.30 a.m. Like I just like to point this out that Alex Strofe was such a disaster that he got turned away at a gentleman's club. <laughs> no idea. They literally didn't want your money. <laughs> They're probably like, "This guy's car is going to get declined." Uh, before we get the break, <laughs> probably <laughs> weren't wrong at that point in my life. Rip and, Rip and Rona in uh, Molly, if you can hang, I know you get like a hard out at four thirty, but we'll try to get back if you can. This is a good question. Do you think it's out of bounds to ask your significant mm. other to wash their social media of pics of their exes? We can talk mm. about that Good on question. the other side. Cool. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Let's hear Hamilton talk about Dancing Goat. Hey, everybody. Matt Hamilton here. The Packers season might be over, but my green and gold goat for this offseason is Dancing Goat Distillery in Cambridge. Just a hop, skip, and a jump outside of Madison. You can go to dancinggoat.com and check out all of the great things the distillery has to offer from tours, from tastings, and a whole bunch more. Check out dancinggoat.com and be sure to look for that quirky and humble blend bourbon wherever you get delicious spirits. And if you're looking for the goat made right here in Wisconsin, it's Dancing Goat, Dancing Goat Distillery. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Watch every show live and for free on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. Rip and Rona chimed in. Do you think it's out of bounds to ask your significant other to wash their social media pictures of their exes? Ryan, our psychedelic advisor, chimed in. Your past is your past and it exists asking a partner to scrub old social media is lame grow up Peter Pan I don't think Rip was saying that he did that so I, I will kind of make that not personal we don't want to create fights between our audience Why here not? but 844 because we are get them uh, on the air at the same time no let them duke it out <laughs> what are we doing we're not attacking each other personally We'll, have, we'll attack each other on sports takes. That's I, a, I don't think Ryan was going at rip. I, I think I he agree. was saying anybody that does that is Peter Pan. I agree, and that's what I said. And you're like, you should just have him fight. Hey, Rip, uh, Ryan, the psychedelic advisor, called you Peter Pan. Let us know what you think of Ryan. 844-770-3776. We are jumping into, I guess, uh, hardline stances in your relationship that either you have or that you've been brought up to you that you think are ridiculous. 844-770-3776. Jim Rutledge, Alex Strofe, Molly Brown with you. We're asking it because there was... Was a National Enquirer type story that Taylor Swift put in some really uh, draconian uh, rules on Ooh, good word uh, t- uh, Travis Kelsey, and so we're kind of reacting to it. So I'll ask the question: Do you think it's out of bounds to ask your significant other to wash their social media pics of their ex? Uh, it is kind of out of bounds because I think whoever that Ryan said that I mean their past is their past, but I feel like as if I'm the one with the pictures with my ex, right? Like, I feel like I should have the common courtesy to, like, get rid of those. Oh, you think for, they should be wiped? For my person. Not saying that they have to be, but, I don't know, just, like, out of a respect thing, I probably would just do it on my own rather mm. than, like, them asking me. But, like, also, I probably wouldn't ask somebody because I don't want to appear jealous, even though I probably am jealous. 
You know what I mean? Uh, that's fair. It's a, mi- it's a woman's mind, but like, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you because I don't want to seem crazy. Okay. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I love the overthinking going on in your brain. Always overthinking. Yeah, I see that. Uh, so is it out of bounds? I would, I would say no if you approach it the right way, but I still think it's weird to do. Um, I've never deleted pictures. Like I, I will delete some if there's a lot of them. Like if I'm coming out of a long-term relationship, I will delete most of them. But like I'll keep some of them. I, because I, to, to I think it was Ryan's, uh, Ryan's point. Like your past, your past. It existed. I still want to brag that I went to this city at some point. You know. So then, why'd you delete them? Um, like a birthday post. I don't think it's necessary if it pops up in my memories. Like you know. Several years ago, I'll be like, I don't need that anymore. Nobody. Oh, okay. So, that. so you're, you don't. That, that's not like deleting. That's like, all right, I mean, I've had embarrassing posts to be like, oh my god, I can't believe I said that on Facebook. I was just gonna delete that. Well, that's I have not that like scrubbing too, but, your but, face. But more, yeah, I wouldn't go back and, and scrub every post I've ever made about somebody. No. It's always so fun when you're like stalking somebody on social media and like you're scrolling through their Instagram feed. No, no, no. Listen, you're scrolling through their what, Instagram what was that? feed. I mean, again, I have not dated in 15 years, so like. Scroll, stock scroll through social. Instagram like, feed. You can scroll through like their feed, right? And then it's like you kind of like piece together like the story of their life in a way. And then like say they're dating some guy, and then all of a sudden that guy's not in pictures for a couple months, and then there's a new guy, and it's like, hmm, I wonder what happened there. So I would look at it like, <laughs> like fair. that's it's where fair. my mind goes. Honestly, fair. Right. And so I guess if I was like, let's say in your shoes, I would rather one. I I think it is. I think it's out of bounds. Um, but I think the courtesy would be more of like flooding your like I would just take more pictures with of whatever to push it down the timeline. I have Instagram. Done that. I did Instagram go through a month of that. So like that's what I would do Recently? is to because also semi because like to your point, I would imagine apparently crazy people out there just search other people's Instagram. That's so not like crazy. I think that's completely normal. So if you're a single person, uh, let's say you're newly single, you were newly single what four months ago, something like that. Yeah. So you let's say you wanted to get out into the dating pool and your Instagram's most recent photos are you and your ex. Oh, absolutely not. So like that's too tight of a window. No, no. Mm-hmm. But I think it's worth that leaving. Point, so I would just post a bunch of pictures of you solo uh, and then like, <laughs> like that make it clear. What's the joke? Selfies. You're What's the, I think like, there's a joke on Facebook, like a, well, a Facebook joke for like people my age that basically you know when that someone's going to get divorced because the guys post pictures with their kids and the women start posting selfies, selfies. on Facebook. Yeah. That's fair. Um, so yeah, if you go on my Instagram, um, which uh, my, my my personal one, my most recent picture is actually me and Molly. Uh, oh, wow. Because I posted I'm, that November 22nd. The post before that was November 17th, and the post before that was November 6th. Hopefully nobody so thinks month I'm of, your girlfriend. The month of November, I just cleared it out, <laughs> right? Like I pushed Damn. everything down, um, and I haven't made a post since. Wow. So you just gotta. They might be intimidated if they see me though on the very first picture. That's that's fair. <laughs> I have been asked. I have been asked. Who is that? Wow. My lovely teammate Molly. <laughs> She's married. Has okay. a child. Think we're okay. You think that's why she's not with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I dream to have Strope's confidence one day. <laughs> Don't we all? Like, you understand like the way you worded that. It's like. Only because she's got yeah. married and kid. Otherwise, like, like if I'm, she was available, she's with me. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm well aware of what I said. Yeah, uh, Mister. <laughs> what do I goof lovable goofball? What did you like? If I no just lovable, did you say that on the air or off the air yesterday Both. about your wife roasting me? Uh, I think I said on the air. Your wife roasted. Yeah, well, because basically I had. I had said on Monday, I believe, that Strofe's game that I would imagine being most successful, and I don't mean this in a bad way, is that his game would be, 
I'm the affable goofball. It's part of his look. Like, he's just kind of a gangly, sort of like Mr. Wavy Balloon guy. And so, like, I think he has to lean into Wavy Balloon guy? Yeah, like outside of like like, a cardio show. Inflatable tube man? Yeah, yeah. you give off those vibes. So, like, if you're. So, like, I think that his game would be I'm just funny and approachable and nice and, like, that is appealing. Like mm-hmm. that's so like I, that would be his game. I think if he came in and was trying to be like, "Hey, baby," like in like <laughs> I do trying to too. spit some game, I feel yeah. like that's less successful. You've heard his radio voice. There right? are many layers to <laughs> So, anyways, um, I brought that up to Tanya, and she's like, "Yeah, I could not. Like, he is the only way he is going to have the most amount of success. It would be as like she's like, I couldn't take him seriously as someone trying to like <laughs> actually have game. His game would have to be like." I'm just lovable. I don't have game. That's his game. Which is nothing wrong with that. The thing you don't know about me is I'm smooth as hell. Let me tell you a story. So, all right, nobody cares. Uh, anyways, uh, I mean, seriously, you're trying too hard on it. Like, honestly, like this is the point. Like, you're trying so hard to be smooth when like nobody views you as smooth, and you're proving the point of like, let me just tell you how smooth I am. The fact that you have to go out of your way to try to tell us how smooth and cool you are proves that that's not really who you are. I would imagine no, that's not that if game. I went right. to all the exes you were with oh, and had been with for a long period of time, I would say that they probably would say something along the lines of like, yeah, he made me laugh and smile, made me feel good about myself, and uh, he just seemed like a nice guy. It seems like you're calling me a charity case. <laughs> no! Uh, Does it you. not, Molly? Molly. <laughs> He's making me seem like a charity case. I get what he's saying. Case. I think he's just laying too hard into yeah. it. That I'm, it's just like, you're, you're just, you're like a you're just being buried. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, you're, but however you get the dates... You get it, but you get what I'm trying to say. Maybe I get you can put what it you're saying, but I don't think that it's in <laughs> well, I'm trying to make it negative ex- of a way. But, okay, so put it, spin it in a... Uh, Strope is a, rela- a relaxed guy that doesn't have a lot of cares in the world and is very just like, you know... <laughs> Wacky, inflatable <laughs> tube man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but that it's might a good be way. the it's most disrespectful way. yet accurate depiction of me ever. It's in a <laughs> is very the, good is way, the car though. dealership tube man. He gets yeah. your attention, right? Damn straight, Molly Brown. <laughs> Don't call yourself a tube man on a side note. Thank you. Hey, now. Uh, tune in to... You gotta get out of here, Molly. Brian's psychedelic advisor called me a lovable beta. <laughs> I think that's Take it. That I think we've nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> tune in to Behind the Bucks that's on so Bucks mean. Plus Audio Network. There's plenty. I'm sure there's plenty out there listening, and you can be their avatar on the show. Behind the Bucks peels back the curtain and gives fans unique access to a deep storytelling unlike ever before told. Subscribe and download right now to get a companion podcast to the new Amazon documentary, Giannis, A Marvelous Journey. Hear about the making of the documentary, and you'll get stories you have never heard before and learn how Milwaukee became home. For Giannis's family, find Behind the Bucks at bucks.com slash plus or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, featuring national curling champion and America's sweetheart, Matt Hamilton, on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand.
Sorry, right, Molly's out of here so we can have a sports show. Yeah. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Uh, Rip and Rona chimes in. Mine was a hypothetical, so Roger's psychedelic crony can pipe down. Yeah. LOL. Fan on fan crime. Uh, Beta Strofe trying to start a fight here, so I don't know what's going on. I'm an alpha, are you, Jimmy. Are you overcompensating now? Yeah, no doubt. I do that quite often. Yeah. Needy. Needy Strofe. Alex Strofe. Me, Jim Rollins. You can't even say your own name. Premature well, coronation. I, yeah, yeah, I, I just call. know that it really bothers Alex. Uh, I was actually really asked, bothers. You've brought it up unprompted a few times, so that's why I love it. No, the, and the, the big entitled me, comment hurt me more. The I, I didn't call you entitled, did I? Yeah, earlier this week you told me you called me entitled. Oh on the phone yeah, call. You, well that's true. But this is uh, <laughs> so is needy. But like they don't mean in a bad way. Uh, there's just some factual things. I said it. With all due respect, you're entitled. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton. He's Alex Strofe. I'm Jim Rutledge. Get into the show. 844-770-3776. Is Alex Strofe entitled? No, that's not what I'm, <laughs> that's not what I'm asking here. Um, I wanted to put a bow on the Badger stuff before we move to Packers. So yeah. I put this out on my, my personal Social and maybe we put this up as a poll question. I established again what I think the Bo Ryan standard is for Badger basketball, and um, I just asked the question, but I didn't ask it as a poll question. I just asked it to the world, and I got a few responses, and people agreed with me. But basically, the question I asked was: Is the Bo Ryan t- standard too much to ask for for Badger basketball? And uh, obviously, it's popping up after an embarrassing loss for the Badgers to Indiana. They got uh, an opportunity to totally redeem themselves uh, in March here. But right now, things are looking really ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to the point, this team has looked really good at times. And they have looked really bad recently. And we just don't know what team is out there for the Badgers. But the Bull Ryan standard, how I describe it, is always make the NCAA tournament. Always win at least 20 games. At least 20 games. Mm -hmm. Never finish lower than fourth in the Big Ten. Sometimes make a Sweet 16. Sometimes win 30 games. And I'd like to point out that Bull Ryan, I believe, averaged 26 wins, almost 27 wins per season with the Badgers. That is bananas. So again, I'd like to point out that Bull Ryan should be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. But uh, I'm not even asking for the Elite Eights that Bull Ryan went to or the Final Fours. Because I honestly, I truly believe, and Gabe Nightingale, when he and I did shows together, would, would pound the table and say that Bull Ryan should not be held accountable for what happens in the tournament because it's a, it's a random one-off game. And mm-hmm. those are hard. It is luck of the draw, luck of the ball that day, how your team's feeling that day, that he was constantly putting himself, putting his team in a position to make the Final Four by making the Sweet 16 more often than not, that that's all you wanted. And then it would break their way. And Gabe and I were, were proven right that it broke their way twice. That They got to the Final Four and then the National Championship. And that cemented Bo Ryan again in the Hall of Fame. He should be in the Hall of Fame. But I'm not asking for Greg Gard to be a Hall of Famer. But I am asking for, and this is a lower standard than actually what Bo Ryan had. But um, 20, because he averaged almost 26 wins a season. He finished, I think he was there 14 years, twice under uh, 20 wins, both at 19 wins. Uh, but otherwise, 20 wins was more often than not. Average 26 wins per season. Never finished lower than fourth in the Big Ten, even with those 19 win seasons. And uh, always made the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a completely fair standard, right? Uh, three games left for the Badgers. They have 18 wins. So, I mean, this year will be pretty close, despite the roller coaster of a season it's been. A really nice January, and, and, and prior to that, in non conference play and into a really brutal February stretch for Bucky. 
I, I think 20 is completely fair. I think making the NCAA tournament every year as a Big Ten basketball team, I, I, they're not quite a blue blood. What would be a step below blue blood? Like a purple blood? Like I would say they're a purple blood of college hoops, at least in the last 25 years. Is a there purple a, heart? <laughs> what, what is the, is there a term for like the level beneath a blue blood? Uh, is that like a white belt? I don't know. Green yeah, belt? Yeah, something like that, right? Like, you understand what How I'm saying, though, right? How do we go from right? blood to karate belts? Because <laughs> that's what I feel like we're asking right now. It's like, what's below a black belt? That's what my mind is going yeah, through right now. Yeah, and I think that's, that's good. a brown belt. Right, because you're... Uh, there you go. You're, so, so your Kentuckys, your Dukes, etc. Are, are, are the black belts. The brown belt is right before it. I would say that's where the Badgers, at least in the last 25, 30 years... Who else been. would you put in that group? With with the Badgers, yeah, in the Brown Belt group, um, probably like a Louisville who's down. Okay. I know they're down this Virginia year. Virginia in there. Virginia, I would I would be okay with. Um, Michigan I'm, State. <laughs> well, here's the thing: like blue bloods are. It's a tough description because blue bloods it changes too. Well, the, that's the thing. I don't think it really can. Like blue bloods to me are always going so, to be like Kentucky, UCLA, Duke, Duke Indiana, Carolina, Indiana. Okay. It's hard. Like you're not really like Florida. So they, had, Florida had a hell of a run. Where's Gonzaga? Where's They're not Villanova? A blue blood. Not a, Nova might be. They might be. But then they're a brown belt. Then right They're with the Badgers, who I think for the last 25 years, if we're just strictly looking at that, because then I think you can have a debate on UCLA. But I don't want to get so into that. So blue blood meaning is noble birth, right? So, so if they're not nobility, they're like. Uh, what's a tier below? Like you are a oligarch, uh, not nobility. <laughs> okay. So the Badgers are more okay. oligarch status. They have money sure. but not nobility. Sure, sure. I think that's what an oligarch is. But, yeah, whatever. But whatever dude, it is, I, I they have you. money without nobility. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not good at big words. They're new money. They're Wolf of Wall Street. I really thought I was Hold making on. a decent point, can, but we've gone off the rails. Can I throw it out there? Kind of like the bourgeoisie class, like the upper middle class, like not quite like <laughs> of the ruling ilk, but yeah, still yeah. like very highly respected. If you're throwing out the word bourgeoisie yeah. and, and thinking bougie. I know what the hell that means. Where do, you, where do you think bougie comes from? Bourgeoisie. There you go. Am I saying that right? We'll take it. All right, deal. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is uh, Bucky should always be knocking on the door of being an elite team in college basketball. I'm Upper not saying middle year, class, yeah. year after year. There you go. Year after year, they shouldn't be the number five, number six, number seven team in the country, but be borderline top 25. Be a top. Seven, six, five seed in the NCAA tournament. Win tournament games. Be consistently in, in what will be the new look Big Ten next year. Be a top five team every year. I think that's a fair expectation for the Wisconsin Badgers, and it should be the expectation that that Greg Gard and that entire squad is held to. So again, we, we have to reiterate from our conversation yesterday, Jim. Neither of us are on the fire Greg Gard bandwagon, and nor should we be. But. The expectation should be the expectation, and the expectation should be be in the mix every year. So I'll, uh, this is a good question from Ryan, the psychedelic advisor to the show, and I think we can ask this, and we can ask it of the fans. You know, we can ask this of the fans right now, 844-770-3776. I like the way this was asked. I'm not saying – don't post this on social media because I do not want to get sucked into that, Prime. I, I know you're great on those I got things. you, got you. I don't want to get sucked into this fire guard thing because that's not what we are. But we are saying this, and this is what Ryan says. I'm not I'm not saying fire guard, which is where you and I are at. But the follow-up question is, what would it take for McIntosh to do what he did with football and have a program reset with basketball? I will, I will, one, say the most important thing I think has to be you have to have the right person to take mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Like you did in football. Right with Luke Fickle, and like you did in men's hockey with Mike Hastings, you have somebody who's completely capable and, and, and able to do the job at a really high level. 
So yeah, you need you need a replacement option, which I, I don't worry about with Chris McIntosh. I think his his well, albeit short track. And record two names really that come up. to mind would be Lamont Paris, former Badger assistant who's at South Carolina, who is being floated to coach Ohio State and other positions. He's doing very good there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dusty then, May, Dusty May, yeah. Big Ten ties. Uh, I think he's from Indiana. I know he. Uh, yep, he was actually he's from Illinois uh, and coached some at uh, Indiana under Bob Knight as like a grad assistant, and now is the head basketball coach at. Uh, FAU and uh, has accumulated a 121 and 66 winning percentage at, I guess you'd call that uh, lower middle class schools. So uh, I mean, a guy who's who's coaching up at the moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think a worthwhile replacement. You got to miss the tournament this year, which I, I already think it's too late. Like what we about, a, about what a I don't one think and done? Miss. At least have uh, Max send like a, a headhunter a you up text. Yes. Okay. I would think so. Okay. Because I I do believe. I don't know what I believe about this team right now, to be really honest, but where I'm at today, which is different than where I was 24 hours ago, I think they go one and two over their final three. I think they lose to Illinois on Saturday, they beat Rutgers next week, and then they go on the road to Purdue and lose. I think they win two Big Ten tournament games, so that means they make a decent run. I think that would put them in the semifinals, one of the last four teams available. They get probably a five or a six seed in the NCAA tournament. They win a game there. This is a fever dream? No, this is truly what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, I think they're probably a 6 seed in the tournament. They win their opening game against an 11 seed. Indiana State, let's call it. And then they lose in the second round. I think there's a 7 seed that loses their first game. The way they're playing at the moment, they scream 7 seed that loses their first game. And do you think that is... They beat Rutgers and they win one of their Big Ten games. So let me ask you this. Yep. Do you think that's enough for Mac to say, hey, Greg, it's been a great ride? I think that's where Mac does not... You know, kick Greg out the door, but I think that's where he fig- is. There a fickle out there? That's why I said with the you up text. I'm not saying that he would still do it. You don't move off Greg Gard, who is a good coach, mm-hmm. uh, for anything. That would agree. But if they do this, and I'm not even saying they will, but I'm saying that this is now the second year in a row where we're having this conversation about um, the either and actually three years in a row of obviously the Johnny Davis season was a disappointing March, and let's be honest. Outside of, again, we've talked about it before, the, the basketball um, fundamentalist, most people are not watching a ton of basketball before March. Fans care, uh, for the most part, the large majority of fans care about their college basketball team the most in March. And fans drive filling up the Kohl Center. Fans drive uh, more money into NIL. And so... Greg Gard knows he needs to win some more games at this time of the year to move forward. And I'm rooting for him to do that. But if you're at, and I, I think it is just as likely that they win some of these games as they lose them. And that's not where you want to be. But Greg Gard has done a good job here. So I think the question is really about what your expectations are for Badger Hoops. So if Greg Gard gets to the position, and this is a big if, that if they are the eight seed and they lose the first game, then I think it's at least a really tough conversation between Mac and Guard, which I think they had last year. And then it's a matter of how many years in a row do you have that conversation if you're Mac. I would not, and I think it would be a massive mistake because unlike with Paul Christ, I think Guard does understand NIL and recruiting. So I wouldn't just move off for the sake of moving off. I would say it's got to be like Mac has to have. It won't be Tony Bennett, but he has to have Tony Bennett 
Dusty May would likely bring a lot of juice since he had his team in the Elite Eight last year. Or was final, it final, four. final Four last year. I was trying to remember where my heart was broken. So Final <laughs> Four last year. Uh, so that would be a sexy hire. Lamont Paris is, I mean, it has to depend on what they do in the tournament. But Lamont Paris is a name we know here and is doing well at, at South Carolina. But I don't think that's the name that you move off a of guard for. Go get Rick Pitino. You don't want Rick Pitino or Ricky, either one of them. I don't want him you or Ricky. You don't want Ricky. I don't want. You, I don't want Rick. I want Rick. Have him come in here. Say we can't play defense. All these players stink. We, look, man. I, without getting, we just don't need Rick Pitino. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Uh, but Dusty May, and I guess I'm biased into it. But like that is the name of the coach yeah. out there who was in the Final Four last year and is winning games again this year and has lifted a program from yeah. absolute nothing up. That that is the ascending name, and Wisconsin could be home for him. He's from Peoria, Peoria, and coached some in Indiana as a GA. He might not look for the night, next job either. Yeah, you're right. You're but right, also, right, I don't want right that to happen that. at all as a fan of FAU basketball. Yeah, that's fair. And, and as a fan of Wisconsin basketball, and bas- and I, Wisconsin I, I, basketball I think but. Greg Gard has earned the lengthier leash that he has than a guy like Paul Christ, who you referenced before. But, so where is the leash? Because this is now two years but, uh, if they don't finish well, strong. The, the leash is certainly tightening up, but I would say, you know, to answer the question in a different uh, analogy, uh, or, uh, is the seat is more than lukewarm at this point. Damn! You are all over the place with your metaphors today. Yeah, I know. I've noticed. So you're pulling the leash like... Like bad dog, like like that's what you're doing with. The leash. Uh, I don't think it's bad dog, but you have a you have one of those stretchy leashes where they have a button where it okay. stops the leash, and the, you know the the dog has been running away too far. So here's what I don't understand with the, the buttons pressed. Here's what I don't understand with the leash metaphor. I don't get it either. So. Because if if I have to pull my dog tighter, she's still around. She's still like I don't get rid of her. You know, what I, like so when the oh, leash yeah. gets tighter, like well, yeah, you snip it though. You have a pair of scissors where you're just like. Yeah. No and more then leash. You just let him run no away. This is psychopathic. Look, I'm not even a dog person. That's a psychopathic uh, analogy. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I guess I've never thought about it this hard. <laughs> They're like, "All right, go run into traffic. I've had enough." Like that's the end game of that analogy. Yeah, yeah. You snip the leash with your pair of kitchen scissors. Who's walking around with kitchen scissors and they walk their dog? Okay, uh, self defense, bro. Wild I think world we're bringing up more red flags from the previous conversation. <laughs> Wild like he's world very out like there. he's yeah. he's get, the beta got in his feelings. And now he's walking around with scissors while he's walking his dog. <laughs> Another question: um, Whoever they bring in to potentially or theoretically replace Greg Gard, should he ask to have all of Greg Gard's pictures taken down in the building? <laughs> Be like, hey, I don't think I'm overstepping, guys. You brought me in to replace this guy. I don't want to see any pictures of him. All oh, right. Well done. Would that Scrub be his, off social media? Yeah. Would that be a, like a moment of insecurity for the new coach? Well, it's like, now nah, this is a red flag. We got to find another it's guy. Well done. It's well done. What color do you want, Jimmy? <laughs> I don't, let's go. Um, how old were you when you went to the strip club with your dad? 21. 21. Car number 21. Sure. All right. Car number 21. I probably drank High Life. State 4477 Caller number 21. If you get married, is your dad going to come to your bachelor party? Hmm. I've never thought about that. Probably. Okay. So was your dad at yours? Yeah. Okay. Eight four four seven seven multiple with your father. I'm honestly not a hundred percent sure that I was at this. The, the it was. I'm forty three years old. That was twenty one. I'm not a hundred percent sure that I was at half your life the ago. same place at the same time as my dad. Uh, but caller number twenty one gets a case of high life. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Caller. Uh, number 21-844-770-3776. You get a case of Miller High Life. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. 
This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and 2024 National Curling Champion Matt Hamilton on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. To Kevin and Madison, who is in the high life. This song makes you feel good, doesn't it? it really does. Is it Steve Winwood? Yes. Uh, do you know what? Uh, you're not going to know. I got. I, I don't even know why I bother and ask you that one. See, here, Alex. I'm Jim Rutledge. No idea. I mean, I'm going to ask a question related to like television programming and uh, music involved in it, which oh, is like maybe. one of my favorite things. But did you watch the show The Bear? I've seen the fur a little bit of the first season. I'm I'm watching it currently. All right, it's not that long. What is taking you? Like, what do you mean you're watching it? You're a single guy. What do you do? I watch sports. We've been over this. Oh, such a dork. You want to know what I did last night? No. <laughs> okay. Bye. Right. Five. We're going to win a six. Uh, have you seen The Bear? I have. It's a fantastic program. So there was, a, in season two, there mm-hmm. was like a long, drawn-out open, and there was a Steve Winwood song that plays over it, which then got me thinking about this song from Steve ah. Winwood, High Life song, because he's got a very distinct voice and style to him. For sure. Like, Alex, I feel like your dad is probably still on the point of, like, you could see, you could picture, like, you being younger and him cracking a High Life with this song playing, like, in the garage while he's having a garage beer and you're running around and playing. Spot on. Yeah, right? Nicely done. Yeah. It's a, that's, so that's what High Life, I think, yeah. does uh, for everyone. He's a and, High Life guy. Nice. And you have a, real quick, like, obviously, I don't think High Life was consumed at this point, but there's the story, relax, Uh, you and Favre's, like, daughter, like, as babies, share that story, because that's what I picture. You told me that story before, so I just picture, like, Favre and your dad having a High Life and you and the two kids running around. Yeah, so uh, this would have been, like, I don't know, 2003, 2004. My dad was uh, running security, or well, not running, but he was uh, doing security at Favre's house in, in the Green Bay area. And when he got back from a vacation, Favre did, uh, my pops brought me and my brother over, and me and Favre's uh, younger daughter are about the same age. And uh, we were running around uh, Brett Favre's very large garage with multiple cars in it. And we were just, like, chasing each other around the garage. Um, and Favre scooped me up at one point and held me. So that's uh, it's, uh there you go. Right, okay. but that's, like, a high-life memory. Yeah, like I indeed. mean, it would be, like, indeed. if you just, in your brain, in, like... Uh, if it wasn't, like, well, it was, I mean, Inceptioned not, it into your brain that you and your dad, or your dad and Favre were drinking. I don't know if there was beers involved. Right, I'm just saying you could inception it, it in, it. though. Yeah, Especially right. when you hear that song, you're like, it just feels like I imagine it in the summer. In 10 years when I tell that story, um, I will I will add those details in. They were having a high life. Steve Winwood was playing. You should add in the fact that you were like behaving like a wacky inflatable car sales <laughs> guy, and that's where it all comes from. I'm done it's with the, the origins. Uh, RJ Saloon is our dive bar of the week. Get $2 Miller High Life at RJ Saloon. It is in... Um, Mazomani. Mazomani, thank you. Mazomani? That's it. Mazomani. Mazamani? Yes. Mazamani. I've heard of Mazamani. All right, whatever. Anyways, you got the idea. There's not yeah. there's not a lot <laughs> not, of no. like you're not gonna type it in and end up in no. Georgia or something like that. There's probably one. There probably is a Mazamani, Georgia. That seems like a state. Definitely that would in have the one. South, yeah. Um, I can see it. RJ Saloon. I mean, here's what's great about it. So they get to two dollar high lives. But like today, I mean, where do you go to a this is just amazing. And it's apropos since uh, Alex Shelf is here. Thursday dinner, specials five to eight. 
I mean, this is why I, this is just a dive bar. Spaghetti with meat sauce. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Your nickname yep, is in. Meat Sauce. So, Let's uh, go. Spaghetti with meat sauce, $10. Add meatballs for $2.50 more. That's or, tonight? Or you, yes. Or you get a fried chicken dinner with two sides for $12.50. And then they also have homemade pizzas. I guarantee you all that food is amazing. Like, I, I don't know where Mesomania is, but if I did, I'd go to RJ's Saloon. Like, that... Seems amazing. To look, west, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's over kind of in Mount Horb direction as well. Also, French fries only two seventy five, and that was two dollar I mean, high lives for the whole oh, week. Goodness. So you're telling me I could have a good dinner for like eight bucks? Man, Monday quarter pound burger for three dollars and fifty cents from five to eight. Yeah, I love RJ's, right? And I guarantee that burger tastes like. Dive Bar, Wisconsin. <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way possible. Uh, because that is what I grew up on. Uh, I don't want to name the, bar, the dive bar that I went to all the time because I want to make sure that our, our friends who are paying for all this are okay with it. But there was one in Fort Atkinson that my parents were friends with the owner that uh, they uh, would go to all the time. Is it still around? It's still around. Okay. It's uh, near the river uh, behind a bank in Fort Atkinson. I think it's still got the same name. That's the bar that I would trade basketball cards with the bartender. I traded a Charles oh. Barkley basketball card with the bartender there. Oh, do you still have it? Yeah, because I was upset after I traded it, and he gave it back to me because I was like seven. Cool. Like, yeah, so like, because he was trying to be a nice guy, and like, I think he like went to my parents and was like, this is not a good trade for him, and then like, and then like he gave it back <laughs> Talk to about me. the trade value. This right. is where it all goes back to yeah. for Jim. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, where yeah, he yeah, yeah. sports sticks. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I grew up in dive bars, yes. The trade value at a dive bar with his Charles Barkley rookie. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He's the round mountain rebound. He invented the trade machine over at that river <laughs> in Fort Atkinson. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, though. If uh, if you're going to go, and I love the dive bar stuff, and side note, am I way over time or am I under time? Oh, you're, you're way over time. Okay. You're over. So let me just tell you quickly about Carbon World Health, because if I'm going to go have the five-piece jumbo, shri- five jumbo shrimp for $20 at uh, RJ Saloon or the fried chicken or spaghetti with meatballs, you're going to want to work it off. And uh, I've been hitting Carbon uh, World Healthy for, for years now, but the thing that's really changed the game for me as someone who's 43 years old is that I have now added the game-changing FDA-approved weight loss treatment uh, semi-glutide to what I do as far as my health regimen, and that's helped me drop 20 pounds and drop my body fat percentage from around 20% to under 10%, and I've been maintaining that as well, obviously working out there. So whether it's semi-glutide or if you need, uh, if you feel like maybe you're not yourself and you aren't the same person you were in your 20s or 30s, uh, go find out about hormone optimization. That could be right for you as well at Carbon World Health. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. I'm sending back Coors Light.